Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, let's change tack very quickly because uh, his, his window of chatting to us is brief this morning, but it's great to have Chas Mostert on the line. Chaz, thanks for joining us. Two times Bathurst champion. Very, very exciting as we move into this brand new generation for supercars. But Hills, who's sitting in uh, his hotel room at Ahmedabad this morning waiting for the test match to start, wants to know what homologation means. That's a great question. Good morning, guys. I'm still trying to work it out myself. It's probably got too many letters uh, for me to understand being a bit of a bogan race car driver. So, um, yeah, uh, that's a great question. I can I can probably look that up on Google and um, hopefully give us an answer in a couple of minutes. So no, you... but you, you've got teams of homologators, Chaz. You have, and those teams have done some more testing in the last week or so, and they've ticked off on technical parity. Do you believe them that these two cars are technically similar? Yeah, hundred oh, percent. I think I think they're pretty pretty close as you can get with the differences you know you got two completely different engines in this category uh, i think that's probably the hardest part is to try and match those cars to be the same with the engine wise um aerodynamic wise I, I believe the cars are very close so um yeah we'll just have to wait and see a little bit more running a few rounds at the start of the year i'm sure it'll be a bit more clear where the cars are exactly at um but the homologation teams are actually the category themselves even though the um there are some teams running a couple of cars for them. So, yeah, I think they've, it was good they did some more testing in that and um, and, been, and they get some more data. So just have to see how the year goes. But they've got a, definitely a hard task. It's not easy to create two different cars uh, mm. to be as close competitive-wise on a racetrack, definitely when the engine configurations are different. We know it's been a seismic yeah. shift for your team, for Welcome to Andretti Racing. You, you've moved from Chevy to Mustang uh, for this year. How are you feeling going into this brand-new season? Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. For me, um, coming back to the Ford side is pretty exciting. I did most of my career racing a Ford before I came to Walkinshaw and Dreddy United. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a homecoming for me. Um, and I know the team's very excited to go into a new era as well, um, representing Ford. And, um, yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. So the cars look fantastic. You know, they, at least they look like, um, you know, a little bit like road cars now, as in the shapes the last couple of um, series cars haven't really represented the road car models that you can buy as a fan. So, um, you know, I think it's exciting to go into this new era. Uh, some big technical changes as well. It just freshens, freshens us all up and makes us all try pretty hard as teams and drivers and engineers and all that kind of stuff to, to try and get the competitive edge. Mm, well, I think this new generation might be right in your wheelhouse, Chaz, because, you know, have you got ambitions to, to really take this apart? Because you've been so consistent, you've got a lot of experience and you've got the ability to drive, uh, you know, drive cars more like you're going to have to uh, than in the recent past. You could be well placed here. Well, I'm not sure, mate. There's still 25 guys got to try and beat. But, um, look, it's just an opportunity for every team and driver to, um, to, to get a chance to try and get back to the pointy end and, and try and beat other guys and learn learn something new. So uh, it's not going to be an easy task. It's going to be a pretty tough task around Newcastle this weekend. And um, 
Oh, no, we're up, for it. we're up for it. We'll just have to see what happens. I can't think that far ahead, guys. It's a bit early in the morning for me here. Hey, Chaz, was it a thing that the Mustangs were a little bit off the pace? Um, was that in your mind, and, and do you believe it has been fixed? Yeah, they've definitely been working pretty hard. I think, I think the biggest thing was um, the, the engine side of things. There was um, a lot of different changes that happened in the last part of last year with the homologation cars. That seemed to have detuned the, the Ford motor a fair bit. But as far as I know, it's getting back to where it was mid-year, where it felt quite competitive and um, and was running quite well. So the, the good thing about the Ford is it, it can easily change its, its timing of the engine quite quite easily um, compared to the other make. So, um, yeah, there's some changes that have been applied in the last you know couple of weeks, then I think that's in the right direction. So, um until we get here and all the cars are running the same weights and all the teams have got all their parts on the car, which they all seem to have now, um, we'll know where we stand um, by Sunday night, at least, hopefully. Uh, Chaz, can you explain why that Newcastle circuit is a challenging one for you guys? Yeah, it's probably one of the, the or probably to say the tightest track we go to on the calendar, uh, exception of a couple of pre-made circuits, which have a couple of tight corners here and there. It, but Newcastle is pretty much tight everywhere you go, from turn two all the mm. way down the beach chicane, um, the whole mid part of the track. It's um, it's pretty pretty tight and pretty cutthroat. So important to have a good car around here, nice sharp pointy car. Um, if you, if the car's a little bit lazy, uh, you can lose so much time around here. So um, yeah, it's just brutal. It, it doesn't give you a lot of time as a driver to relax. Even down the whole back straight, you're, you're zigzagging. All the way down to the, the you know to the one the bottom corners there. So, do 95 laps around here um, with tyres degrading, brakes getting hot, um, you know the different fuel loads. It's uh, tests us out, and then I feel sorry for the poor cars. They're going to bounce across curves <laughs> 95 laps as well and try and hang on as well. So, um, yeah, it's it's a it's a good old war out there. Now I had a close look at yours, the Optus Mobile one, uh, but I saw you've got 29 other sponsors. How the heck do you fit them all on the car because it, yours looks a pretty clean livery to tell you the truth and what other what other cars impress you as far as the look that we're going to see over the weekend oh look i'm a bit biased i think mine's the best 100 <laughs> percent. so i can't even bother looking at the other cars but uh you know 29 look there's always room for at least three or four more so um if anyone's listening out there and wants to come <laughs> um, come support me um i'm sure we'll find a bit of space on the car but look we're pretty lucky at wau and and the team in the background do a fantastic job, um, you know, with our with our sponsors, and um, you know, it kind of feels like a big family at, at WAU, and which is probably a little bit different than, than some other teams. So um, yeah, we've had some long-serving sponsors. To give you an idea, you know, Mobile Mobile One's been supporting the team for 30 years. I think it's probably one of the longest-serving. Uh, it is the longest-serving sponsor in supercars with a team uh, and, and a brand. So it's um, when you're representing people like that that have been around. Um, so, associated with the team for so long, um, you know, it makes you pretty proud to represent them as well. So, um, yeah, we'll see how the year pans out for us. No, well said, mate. That's that's brilliant. I was delighted to, to see that you grew up in the Browns Plains area of southeast Queensland. Uh, you, what what made the move for you and your family from Melbourne, having been born down there, and any uh, early influences in southeast Queensland that got you go-karting in the first place? Well, I don't think you have 20 minutes to hear my lifelong story, but um, I, was, I grew up a, a stone throw from Browns Plains. I was down in Munroobin there. Oh, yeah. Um, 
But um, yes. yeah, we were there. I was there when I was at six, and to move from Melbourne um, up, I think Dad had a bit of a midlife crisis. But before we went to <laughs> to Queensland, there we were kind of stopped at Early Beach, and he had the charter boat. Um, midlife crisis thing to have a go at so um, that didn't quite work out either so we ended up a bit more north and back in transport <laughs> uh, Great stuff we're, uh, we're running <laughs> out of time and I know you're very busy you're getting close to it uh, just as a fan we cannot wait for this new season we're really looking forward to what is a as I said it's a, it's a seismic shift in, in motor racing for Australia and you're going to be right at the pointy end of it Yeah mate I can definitely feel the, the pull of that, that shift so um, yeah we'll see how we go <laughs> Right, Chaz. Thank you very much. Yeah, good luck, Chaz. Cheers, guys. Thank you.